This is the public speaker. Quick and dirty tips for improving your communication skills with your host, Lisa B. Marshall. Today's podcast is sponsored by Audible. I love Audible. And when you sign up for the free trial, you can get a free audiobook. My husband Armando and I have been members for years. He has a 30 minute commute to work every day, so he prefers to listen to books. He says it makes the commute go by very quickly. For me, I usually listen at night just before bed because I don't want to wake Armando up. He uh, has to get up super early. So we both like Audible, mostly because we can get through books much faster than if we were just reading paper books only. I know many of you are already members because you've told me that on the Facebook page and also personally. But if you aren't already a member, you can try it free by visiting audiblepodcast.com forward slash Lisa. Listener Bonnie Taylor from San Antonio, Texas writes, I know rehearsal is key to sounding natural and delivery of scripted material, but what about the scary part when you have to ask, what questions do you have? That part sometimes doesn't go so smoothly for me, even when I'm prepared with some of the frequently asked questions or provided supplemental talking points. How can I prepare more effectively and keep folks on topic so that part doesn't become a free-for-all? Thanks, Bonnie, for listening to the show, and thank you for your question. You're not alone. Many people feel confident with the main part of their presentation, but often feel less than prepared when it comes to the question and answer session. However, allowing the audience to ask questions is a great way to clarify and reinforce your message. It can also leave a great impression of your ability to think on your feet, if you handle it well. So how do you ensure a successful Q&A session? As you mentioned already, good preparation begins by reviewing commonly asked questions. However, more importantly, you should also prepare for the difficult questions. Depending on the topic, they may be obvious, but other times they may not be so clear. The best advice I can give you is to think about the parts of the main presentation that might have a negative impact on your audience, but also be sure to think about the parts of the presentation that make you uncomfortable. It's both of these areas that require extra attention. Try to anticipate the tough questions and prepare your responses ahead of time. Work with a colleague. In some cases, you may want to have an extra slide prepared or even invite somebody to join you for the presentation if necessary. For sure, you'll want to practice diffusing loaded questions. At times, these questions do include legitimate concerns that should be addressed, but it's very important not to react emotionally to a loaded question. For example, you might be asked, how long will it take to learn the new system? We're already short-staffed. There's no way we can do our regular job and devote time to learning something new. You'll need to diffuse the situation, in this case, by having a plan of action. You might say, we agree. We'll need to free up time so you can learn the system. And here's what we're planning. Again, thinking about potentially loaded questions ahead of time allows you to prepare and plan action steps. At times, a question might just require you to diffuse it and move on. For example, if someone asks, do you enjoy delivering bad news? You could say something like, this news is difficult for everyone. Do you have a specific question? Again, the key is to not react. You can use a similar technique if the person is making a negative comment. You might respond by saying, thanks for your comment. Are there any more questions? Be sure not to return your gaze to the questioner at the end of your response. In fact, you should be looking away from him. 
The idea is to visually cut off the person from your field of view. This way, you're subtly discouraging him from continuing on with another negative comment or question. If someone asks a question that's not directly related to the presentation, you should feel free to respond by saying that the question is beyond the scope of the presentation. You could also add, if there's time at the end, you'll answer their question then. Of course, if you really don't want to answer the question, then you should be sure to run out of time. Similarly, if your questioner asks a multi-part question, you shouldn't feel obligated to answer all the parts. Just choose the parts of the question you'd like to answer and say, I'd like to give everyone a chance to ask a question, so I'll answer your first question now, and if there's time at the end, I'll come back around to you. So what should you do if you get asked a question that you don't know how to answer? Again, the key is confidence. The best thing to do is to respond by saying, that's a great question. Let me think about it and I'll get back to you. Of course, the worst thing to do would be to make something up. If you want to exert more control during the Q&A session, you could try handing out 3 by 5 inch cards and encourage participants to write down their questions during your presentation. Have them collected while you're summarizing your talk, then you can choose to skip or modify loaded questions as needed. When you get to one you don't want to answer, you can simply pass it by. Perhaps the most important overall advice is to remember that your audience is expecting you to be confident and to maintain control of the session. Usually, when the Q&A session goes bad, it's because the speaker either loses control or loses confidence. People will form a negative impression when there's an emotional reaction, but will have a positive impression when you remain cool, confident, and in control. Bonnie, try these techniques the next time you deliver a talk, and don't forget to let us know how it goes. This is Lisa B. Marshall, passionate about communication. Your success is my business. I've become a big fan of Audible, and not just because they sponsor this show. There just aren't enough hours in the day to read everything I'd like to. But now with my new iPod, I listen to books when I'm shopping, preparing food, and of course when I'm traveling. Right now, I'm finishing up the four-hour work week by Timothy Ferris. Audible has more than 40,000 books to choose from, including lots of great communication and public speaking titles. To learn more and to get your free audiobook, visit audiblepodcast.com forward slash speaker. If you have questions about how to communicate better at work, leave a voicemail at 206-350-7970 or email publicspeaker at quickanddirtytips.com. Sign up for Lisa's newsletter or get information about speeches and workshops by visiting lisabmarshall.com. You can find a transcript of this show and links to connect with Lisa at publicspeaker.quickanddirtytips.com. <laughs>